Well, we're doing things a little differently. The sermonette is coming right now, and then we'll spend the rest of our time reading scripture, praying, and singing together. Um, there's a lot going on, isn't there? A lot of dark, hard things going on, even this past week uh, with the shootings in Texas, or continual reminders that we live in difficult times. Um, And the Ephesians, to whom Paul wrote this letter, uh, the Christian Ephesians, lived in no less dark times. Uh, Paul once wrote to Pastor Timothy, who was one of the pastors in the church in Ephesus. He wrote to him in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and said this. He said, understand this, that in the last days... And for the apostles, the last days were, he was not talking about the end times as we so often think about it. The last days were, they started when Jesus ascended to the throne and they will end when he comes back. So the last days have lasted the last 2,000 years. This is what Paul said to Timothy. But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. He was describing the difficult days that we're experiencing and that the Christians in Ephesus were experiencing almost 2,000 years ago. All of these words and phrases are an excellent description of what we feel, the heaviness we feel uh, in our world these days. But Paul's instruction to the Ephesians in his letter uh, has no tone of, hey, You should be really discouraged about all this. There's no tone of that at all. Uh, There's nothing like that in there at all. You should should be downcast. You um, You should rage against people over what's going on. In fact, Paul says later in the letter, you're not wrestling with flesh and blood. There's There's a cosmic battle taking place that Eric reminded us about a few weeks ago. Um... And one of the things that Eric said in that sermon that I really appreciated was he said, uh, if you could unzip uh, reality or unzip what we see going on in, this, in these difficult days, you would see behind it uh, this battle between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. Um, that it's not just people doing bad things. There's something going on behind what we see, behind all these things that Paul Uh, used to describe these difficult days. Um, And so so what does Paul do in his letter? He reminds them that if they unzipped the reality of what they see, they would see a loving trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who planned from eternity to make people his own and to create a new humanity and call it his church. Jesus would call it his bride. He would say, 
you have been chosen from before time ever began. That's what you'd see if you unzip reality. He'd go on in chapter 1 and say, if you unzip the reality of what you see in these difficult days, you'd see Jesus seated at the right hand of the Father, uniting all things in himself. You'd see Jesus with all things placed under his feet. Jesus being given all things because he's the head of his church. That's what you'd see if you'd unzip reality. And then he prays that we would see that. And he prays for the church. 45% of the first three chapters of Ephesians is prayer. Of praise and of God, would you help us to have a renewed vision and renewed hearts and a renewed church and renewed personal lives. And so Paul is, is saying, hey, don't be discouraged, but be alert to what's real. God has chosen you. He loves you. He's making you. He's made you and making you a new humanity to live during these difficult days for the sake of his glory and people's good. But Jesus is on his throne, and he is making all things new. Where's that? Uh, this is the picture that's on our bulletin this morning uh, that Allison and uh, Laura found for us. If you look at the bottom of it right there, and Eric's part of it now, uh, the, that's a picture of the reality that we see. You see the mess of a fallen and broken world is depicted there. Uh, when, when we look up, this is all we see. But Paul is, saying, is praying that God would unzip all that stuff and let us see what's really happening. And that's Jesus in the new heaven and the new earth. See the lion and the lamb over there. Uh, Jesus taking his throne in the new Jerusalem, which is his bride, the church. There is God's people in procession behind him. Jesus is making all things new, even now. Paul is asking that we would see beyond this stuff and tap into what's happening up there and become a new people who live knowing what's going on in reality behind the scenes. So he prays for that, and then he just tells the Ephesians, look, it starts with not having to be some radical Christian who goes out and changes the world. It starts right where you are. It starts with your own personal renewal. That's chapter 2. It starts with the renewal of your local church body. That's also chapter 2. And it starts with you being convinced, in chapter 3 he prays, that you are loved by Jesus and that you are filled to overflowing with him so that, chapters 4 through 6, you will put Jesus on display. You will put the renewed king of the universe on display in the way you relate to one another. And so he says... Here's what you need to focus on, church. Your own personal renewal, renewal of your relationships with one another and with your neighbors, renewal of marriages, renewal of families, and renewal of your vocation, wherever you are called to serve and work, in your home, in your school, in the workplace, wherever God puts you. And friends, as a church, we can do this. <laughs> We can do this. We may get discouraged about everything that's going on out there and wonder how in the world, both in uh, the world and in the church in America is not looking great either. 
How are we going to make an impact on all that mess that's going on out there? Paul says, start right here. Our mission statement says that we long to share in God's deep gladness in renewing all things. And this last nine months as we've been going through Ephesians, I've been asking myself, thinking about that phrase, all things. I mean, that's a pretty broad category. Uh, It is the broadest category. How are we going to share in God's deep gladness in renewing all things? And I think we need to narrow it down a little bit, make it a little bit uh, something that we can get a handle on as a church. And I think what Paul is saying is here, renewing all things begins with us. And we can, we can do that. We can focus on that. Making sure that we are being renewed in our relationships with Jesus. Making sure that our relationships with one another as a local expression of his church and his kingdom, that we're being renewed in our relationships with one another in our relationships with our neighbors, in our relationships with our families, in our relationships in the places he's put us and called us to work and serve. We can do that. And as your elders and I have talked over the last month, that's, that's what we're going to do moving forward. <laughs> we're going to do what Paul is telling us to do here in Ephesians. In the midst of all these difficult days, we're going to pray big. Because Paul's prayers here are not little bitty. They're huge. Universal, earth-shattering, universe-shattering, cosmic. But we're going to start small. We're going to start with us, with each other, with helping each other in our family relationships, helping each other in our vocations. Um, We're going to pray big. We're going to start small. We're going to go deep where God's called us to go. Uh, that's how we're going to move forward post-pandemic to sharing God's deep gladness and renewing all things.